Blog Talk Radio. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. 
Um, also, we're going to discuss Nicki Minaj and how she canceled her performance in Saudi Arabia because she wanted to make a statement um, that she, she she just didn't want to perform uh, in a region where LGBT rights aren't even considered a thing. Still, so she she took a stand by not uh, performing in uh, Saudi Arabia. I think that's coming up on the 19th. Her, her performance was on going to be on um, the 19th. So we're going to talk about that briefly. Also, um, Little Nas X come, came out of the closet. Well, I don't want to say he came out of the closet, but he just he, he revealed to the world that um, he is a member of the LGBT community. So we're going to talk about that. Also, we're going to give you a little um, health-related um, news as well. Um, there is a HIV vaccine that is in, um, tr- in its trial states right now. So we're going to get into that. And also, we're going to discuss star Halle Bailey and her uh, being casted as the Little Mermaid and the controversy behind that. Uh, For those of you that would like to call in, you can call in at our number at 646-595-3515. Once again, that is 646-595-3515. And I'll probably put that in in, in the chat. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much going to be the main topics. We might veer off and talk about a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot. Um, and also, I want to get on polls. And I don't know if you guys seen episode four this week, but it was really good. So mm, sure Emotional. Was. Yeah, very emotional. Yeah. Right. Spoiler alert for when we talk about that. <laughs> right, right. Catch up in the meantime. Right. So, honey, it ain't our fault. So, we just let you know now, so don't be trying to. Come in here and roast <laughs> us and gag us for for giving you the you know giving you the four one one on what's going on. So, um, I guess where should we start? First of all, I want to start off with something kind of lighthearted. Well, it's ridiculous. Just some stuff I've been seeing. Have y'all y'all some of y'all know who Andrew Caldwell is? Oh God, Mr. Oscar. Yeah, I'm not gay no more. Yeah, well, obviously, yeah, I'm not gay, gay no more. Well, well obviously, much of him. in 2019, he is still trying to gain some type of relevance still. And I guess that um, he got into it recently with um, blogger Demario Jives, who he's called King Jives. J- and I, honestly, I know um, Demario Jives, uh, you know, um, I've talked to him a few times over the phone and um, I follow him on Facebook and stuff. But I think that. Andrew Caldwell is a product of I think he's 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 what happens when people live their life through the church and they instead of being who they are. I think yeah. he I think he's really putting himself in situations where it's going to be detrimental to him eventually. Because he's gotten into it with T. S. Madison, he's gotten into it with William McCrae, uh Portia Williams. Um, her her ex husband and uh, just he's he's always name dropping because he's trying to stay relevant. But here's the thing: he is going to not only put himself in in danger, but he's going to put other people in his family in danger because he's out here doing the most. He's what he he's what I call a clout chaser, and it's just ridiculous. I'm tired of him. You know, you want to come down on the gays, but you you. Or one of the gays yourself, so I don't understand the hypocrisy. And you and you allow the church to make a fool out of you. The, 
the Church of God of Christ has made a fool out of you. Like, and and this was back in 2014, 2014, and you're still trying to milk this situation. So five years, right? So I just it's it's just ridiculous. Like honestly, he makes me sad. Yeah, he's the kind of the kind of gay man, the kind of queer person that just makes me sad. I I grew up in a very religious home. I grew up going to Christian schools my whole life. And I know people like this who let their own let the church feed their own self hatred yeah. to the point where they like all they can do is like latch on to the few things that the church has given them to mm-hmm. be okay with. Like they can't be okay with themselves, so they have to like push whatever agenda that they've been, you know, they they've got in their hand. And it's just sad, honestly. Like, yeah, you can't be okay with yourself, but yet you're going to, like, try to attack people who are living their best life, you know, trying to attack people who, like, are trying to live their authentic self. Like, you know, he's got after, like, I, all the feud with T.S. Madison is, like, what I'm thinking about right now. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, how stupid you have to be to go after T.S. Madison? And then you were talking about her mama. What, he's always talking about people's mamas. And so, like, uh, why do you know? Like, I guess. He, he is. Don't, yeah, don't bring, don't bring other people into that. No. And, like, who? And, like, first of all, you got to know that how. That straight people don't know who T.S. Madison is. Straight people don't know who T.S. Madison is. She's a gay icon. Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of giving yourself away by calling her out. Like, even knowing her name, having her name on your list is telling of you, sir. You on the DL and everybody knows now. Honey, it's like, nothing DL about him. He's one of the kids. Like, he's one of the children. Like, I just don't understand it. Like, you talking about you, you ain't switching and twitching and tipping and dipping. I still think he's tipping and dipping. Mm-hmm. I think he's, he, yeah. He's, 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 Exactly. No, yeah. no, you can't hate a fundamental part of yourself and actually and have self love. I you can't. It must must be must be hard to have to come to the conclusion that you are part of this community and yet you want to be part of another community by denouncing this one. You've made up your mind already. You have to push down. You you have to put down a community that you are a part of, like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you are, um, to kind of make good with a community that, quite frankly, hates you. They're never making a mockery out of him. And that's exactly. He, he, he refuses to realize that they are making a mockery out of him. And it's just, and it's sad that he doesn't realize that. Yeah. He's been, he's being overly manipulated. Yeah by people who want to see the downfall of the LGBT community by any means necessary, and this is just a way to do it. He is their vessel, and... It's that Trojan horse thing, like... Yeah, yeah he, as a churchgoer, he should know that there's life and death and the power of the tongue. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, yes. And his tongue gets him into major trouble. Uh-huh. It can get him into even more. Yeah. Like he's let's be honest, he's he's skated big trouble up until now. And the Absolutely. more he talks Well, he's been beat up. He's been jumped several times. Like I remember there was a situation where yeah, he's he's 
there's been several people. This has been by the grace of God that he hasn't been killed yet. Because there's been people that have attacked him on the street. Like he's been in several altercations. But nine times out of ten, it's because of his mouth. He's so condescending. He's so judgmental. But yet, you, who are you to judge? And then your claim to fame is sleeping with these with these pastors, like these married women sleeping with their husbands, and you sitting up here bragging about that. Like who, you know, this is you're playing a very dangerous game, especially when you're dealing with high profile celebrities and high profile church leaders. These people will make you disappear if they want you. If yeah. they want you. To, I mean, you know, we've already seen, we see this all the time on, like, celebrity culture and fan culture. Fans do fucking crazy things. Like, you you see this stuff on, like, Twitter. You see the talk on Twitter. You see these, like, news stories about fans doing such crazy things. Like, you know, like, the Twitter feuds between, like, super high-profile celebrities and their fans. Like, how do you not think that this is going to, like, this is going to be, this is dangerous. Yeah. This kind of stuff is dangerous. And, and, and I'm telling you, and like you said, like I, I agree with you because when you start to put people's business out there, especially, and that's that's one of the topics we're going to talk about here. Um, I think I want to go ahead and segue into that. Like he, he puts these men that are out, I mean, that are not out, they, he puts their business out there. He does. And like my thing is, like, People, a person that is in a closet, that is a dangerous person because they will go to any length to throw you under the bus or throw anybody under the bus. So I just feel that a lot of times, especially in the gay culture, like we, we kind of fantasize. I mean, we kind of, what was the word I'm looking for? We try to, that's like a fantasy of we a lot fetishize. of fetishize. Fetishize. Yeah. Yeah. We fetishize these like straight acting men, these like down low guys, and mm-hmm. which is. Yeah, super toxic. The masculine, the the hyper masculine culture that is prevalent even in straight world, but also in the gay community. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it's just toxic. It's bad. Black and yeah. Yes, that's right. Black men, I'm talking to you. Toxic masculinity has no place in this community. And it's just a sad. It's a sad statement on our. Ooh our community that that is what we see as so desirable this kind of toxic masculine like mm-hmm, broness that is oh god so hot like hashtag daddy like that's ridiculous it's ridiculous because let me tell you something like while y'all, while y'all sitting right here running around here talking about uh no films and, and this that and the other no films no fast at the end of the world at the no end of the day the world it's going to look at you still as, and I'm not going to drop the F-bomb, but they're going to still look at you as that. They don't care if you, if how feminine that you that you think you are, or how masculine that you think you are, this, that, and the other. They're going to all look at us as hell-bound, demonic, you know, type of people that, I mean, they, 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 they're going to still look at you in a negative light. So while you're sitting up here thinking that you're, you're so much better or you're much more masculine or you're less gay than the next gay person that may not be masculine as you or even in the transgender. I mean, like, we, we try to separate ourselves, but we're all under the same umbrella. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and they don't care. Straight world does not care how masculine you are. Right. You, uh, like, that masculine, like, 
currency that you think you have in the gay community that makes you so desirable in our community. Straight people doesn't care about that. Mm-hmm. You are you are just as much of a queer, a, a gay person as the rest of us are. And quite honestly, like, like it it will not save you. It yeah. is not it is not going to change anyone's opinion of you outside of the gay community. Right. And exactly. It's it's and exactly. It's the it's the assumption that somehow that will make you acceptable that is gonna give you a hard wake up call when the rest of the world comes down and says, Oh no, you're just as much of a queer as, you know, all these other people with the boas and the high heels. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you know So that's why I said at the end of the day, it is it's it's always best to live in your truth. Because nine times out of ten you sit around here thinking that you are fooling people and nine times out of ten people in the back of their mind they already know. Like you know, it's just you know, I think some people try to overcompensate. They they do too much to stay in the closet, and it gets to the point where it's so evident that you'll be better just walking in your truth. Like, I mean, it's 2019. Like, it's time for us to get with the program. Like, yeah. it, you know, it's you know, we live in a society where it's okay to be who you are, but it's not okay to lead people on. <laughs> It's so many of these men, like especially, like I'm, I'm not going, I'm not going to go there because I was going to name a place where let's, I go, but let's not name drop. Yeah, <laughs> but my thing is, it's like it's so many of these men out here, and some of these women either they are blinded to it, and I, I, and I just need somebody to, if if somebody just, I mean, if you listen to this, like call in six four six five nine five three five one five. And tell and tell us, do you really know your man? Because some of these women, I, I have to think, are you guys really blind? You don't even notice the sign. Like yeah. and then y'all be the main ones be around, you know, each other, laughing at the gays and this and also oh, my man don't do this this X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. but your man could be laid up with another man right next. Mm-hmm. And you you are so blind and you think that, that you are beyond this. Like there are so many women that get caught up in this. Like, there are so many men out here that are married, that are carrying on relationships with women, and they are out here that they're double dipped. Like, you know what I'm saying? They double dipped. One thing I have an issue with is that when they are doing the whole DL thing, and then they come back with an STD that they don't know about, and just go ahead and give it to their respective partner. Yeah. And then that just opens up a whole new Pandora's box. Yeah. I what I find the most funny, since we're talking about masculinity and, and, and DL men and uh I find it the most funny that it's not so much the DL men are not necessarily these paragons of masculinity. Like I know, you know, out gay men who are far more masculine than most of the DL men I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they are like you you've got these DL men, they are not these butch like swole bros that everyone is like all about. <laughs> no, these are not these are not those men. And I wanna know from the straight ladies in our audience, like, is that is that a thing? Is it that you are okay with a man that has is more in touch with his femininity? Because I get that. Like 
I'm not I'm not bashing you ladies out there like who who want a man who's more in touch with his femininity, but I want to know like from y'all where 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 how are you how are you deceiving yourself? How are you lying to yourself like this? Yeah. So right. I would, I would like to say um the word of the day is androgyny. Right, androgyny. And a lot of ladies, especially the ones who like 80s rock and glam rock. We love it, David Bowie. Don't deny it. You know, you like to see David Bowie in tights like off of that movie Madeline. Oh, what's up? Come on, dance the magic dance. You know what is going on? Okay. So, you don't mind if your man has long hair or wears makeup, especially if it was in a punk band. So, okay, tell us what's going on. And, what? I mean, it sounds like to me there's a lot of stripper men out there who think they know what it means. They know what masculine means. Okay, so please tell us what that means. And I mean, I'm not trying to bash anyone. Like, there are plenty of bisexual and pansexual men who right. enjoy their open and honest sexuality and are honest with their female partners. But yeah. see, that's the key word. Yeah, that's the key word. That's what we're the, so like we're not people. I can see some of y'all in the comments over there. Like I get it, I get it. Like there are plenty of pansexual and bisexual men who are open and honest with their female partners about their sexuality, and that's great. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the men who are actively lying to the women that they're in relationships with mm-hmm. and doing not just hurtful and dishonest things to their partners, but quite frankly, dangerous things mm-hmm. to their partners. Like, you go out, you you have a partner that's going out on you and having sex with people you don't know. Unprotected. Often unprotected. Yeah. That is a tragic part of our community that, like, unprotected sex is a big thing. But you have these men going out, having sex with people that, like, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And then bringing who knows what back into your like your relationship bed like that is a dangerous thing and that is a dangerous game that you're playing when you lie to yourself about your partners and this is like an honesty thing and a cheating thing like outside of the, just the DL issue like yeah. this is a this is an issue with like people who want to lie to themselves about their partners and about the fact that their partners are stepping out mm-hmm. so let me ask you this like so at what point is it Okay, here's my first question. Do you think that there's a difference between someone that's just being in the closet versus someone that's on the down low? And, and the reason why I ask this is because, like, sometimes some people just don't feel like they want to put their business out there. It's not like that they are ashamed of who they are. They're trying to lie to the world. But do you think there's a difference between just being private or being or just, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you, do you think there's something wrong with just keeping that part of you to yourself? I don't, I feel like that's a, there are three, there are three things there that you're describing. Like, there's closeted, there's DL, and there's private. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. being private is, everyone is entitled to their privacy. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to go out and tell the world your business. Like, that's not required. Mm-hmm. You as a human being have the right to just be yourself by yourself. Right. And that's okay. 
And like, and you also get to choose what parts of yourself to reveal to the world. Like you can say and set boundaries and say, this is what I'm going to show the world. And this part is for me and only me. But when it comes to closet and DL, I feel like the difference for me is a maliciousness. Like if you're closeted, you're feeling fear, you're feeling panic, you're feeling conflictedness inside yourself. And that's something that you have to deal with. It's something that you have to get through or not get through, however you deal with that. DL is you are actively lying to someone else. You're not lying to yourself. You're lying to someone else. You know what you you know what you've got going on. You know what you like. And I mean maybe you're lying to yourself in that you're saying, Okay, I like, you know, men, but I also like women. I mean, however you want to lie to yourself, you are you are lying to somebody else and telling them, No, I'm all about you, I'm, or I'm all about women or I'm all about whatever. Mm-hmm. And when you know that that's not the case. So, yeah. And yeah. that 
that download person has to make a choice as to um, either follow through with their feelings of what they've really been feeling the whole time that they've been with this one person or go even deeper. Mm-hmm. And um, you kind of touched on this with the overall, in the grand scheme of things, how masculinity has really infected every aspect of Amer- at least American society. And it's been done over many decades mm-hmm. in, in all kinds of aspects of life, whether it be in the military or it be in uh, professional settings, whether it be in Hollywood, especially Hollywood, because yeah. they've always yeah. showed this oh, mantra, I guess, of how a man is supposed to look like you know, Charles Heston, Steve McQueen um, from back in the day. And then that is, they, they take that and throw that at middle America and this is how it's supposed to be. Right. Even though in Hollywood, it's the opposite. Because in Hollywood, what they do behind the camera and not in front of the camera are two different things. We have to look at what we have to be look critically at what our culture has, what have we been taught by our culture, mm-hmm. and I, when it comes to masculinity, masculinity is not bad. Hmm. No, no. The problem is we, especially in America, as you pointed out, it, it's definitely worse here. We have gotten to this place where masculinity has become king and because it's king you have people who play the one-up game with masculinity you push masculinity farther and farther to a point where it becomes toxic it becomes aggressive and it starts to infect the minds of people with a with an idea that that masculinity is superiority and the more masculine you are, the more superior you are. Do you think that comes with a patriarchal society? Mm. Definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't feel like we can blame it only on a patriarchal society. There are plenty of patriarchal societies throughout history that haven't come to this hyper-toxic place that the U.S. has. I mean, even today, there are plenty of – I mean, patriarchy is the world, unfortunately. But I feel like – the U.S. in particular has created and built myths around masculinity. And, I mean, it started, like, as you pointed out, it started out long before, you know, modern, you know, toxic masculine culture. You know, we have the idea of the cowboy as this uh, figure of hyper-masculinity is something that we built. We built that myth here in the U.S. We built it. John Wayne. John Wayne. Marble Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, don't, yeah, as you said, like, commerce had a lot to do with it. Like, masculinity sells. Masculinity sells to men. Masculinity sells to women. Masculinity sells because it makes men feel strong and it makes women feel, like, desired and protected. Mm. And it's, it come to a, it's come to a head lately. Like, we are now reaping the 
poison fruit of generations of toxic masculine one-upsmanship from, you know, as far back as, you know, the, the westward expansion. And even before that, yeah. like, it, it's, it's always been a problem. Today we are seeing it become worse. We're seeing our president um, mm. play on it mm-hmm. to get votes, play on it to make middle America love him. Mm-hmm. Right. And he, he plays that character of the hyper-masculine, I mean, person, he, uh, which is why we can't attack him with things like calling him a womanizer, like showing evidence of him being a despicable human being. Mm-hmm. Exactly. People are desensitized, but they also love it because him as a womanizer, that when we show him as a womanizer, we're middle America that his his base isn't seeing a womanizer. They're seeing a masculine virile man. Yeah. Yeah, and takes it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem. When people start playing into masculinity, the toxic parts become acceptable because they're just a they're just a man. It's just boy talk. It's men, boys will be boys. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's excusable now because masculinity is the goal. Right. It's almost reminiscent of a bygone era where I, I hate to say it like this, where men were men and like, <laughs> I don't know how, how they, how they started with all in the family, the sh- that show. Uh, yeah. 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 And I will elaborate that after. When Archie Bunker was seeing was in the, Edith were singing at the piano where men were men and women were women because they wanted to go back to that kind of time. And a lot of people in the baby boomer generation would kill to go back to a time like that yeah. where everything was a, was a lot simpler and gays were in your face. And, yeah. But I, even, even Archie Bunker, like I grew up with that show. My grandma loved that show. <laughs> um, but even Archie Bunker, like, it's it's progressed. You can see it from oh, watching yeah. that show till mm-hmm. what we're seeing now with masculinity. There's a there's a there's been a growth, a push from masculinity, more and more toxic since then. Because yeah, Archie Bunker wanted men to be men and women to be women and blah blah blah, which is not great, also toxic. But he had a a kindly fatherly way about him that was a caring side, a, if you want to use these, you know, gender binary terms, a feminine side, uh, a nurturing side to him that I feel like we have killed in our modern portrayals of masculinity to further the masculine ideal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was just waiting, 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 because everyone has wonderful points about masculinity. And as many, or maybe not some of you, most of you know that I'm an artist. And, I, and I've been an artist for a long time, and I've studied numerous pieces of work by numerous artists. And from what all three of you have suggested about the bygones of masculinity from, let's say, the first half of the 20th century, well, I can attest to that. Well, the thing about it is, none of us were, were alive during these times. No. And that's why you mentioned the Marlboro Man and um, 
that you mentioned all the family, Archie Bunker, and all that stuff. Because, well, let's put it this way. The reason why we have toxic masculinity is because a lot of people out there feel that masculinity is being threatened by the gay community. Yes. They feel that we are diluting this this uh, epitome of what it means to be a man simply because there's men that like other men. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but I'm going to drop some truth on everyone tonight. <laughs> so, everyone knows who Norman Rockwell is, right? Yes. Um, he, he's the guy who illustrated the Saturday Evening Post. Um, you know, he's famous for that that illustration of Santa Claus and um, the little kids and all that stuff. The family oh. at Thanksgiving. Yeah, so yeah, the family <laughs> at Thanksgiving, the freedom, um, all those illustrations. And if, for some of you who don't know who that who the hell that is, uh, Google it. That's what Google it's that shit. But Norman Rockwell <laughs> is a very known illustrator in American art history. But the person before him who has who who does similar illustrations, and and his illustrations of men are just astounding. He captures every every detail of a man's face, and you just can't help but fall in love with those subjects. Now his predecessor is goes by the name of J. C. Landecker. Um, he was uh, an American citizen born to immigrants um, that came in the early uh, part of the 20th century, um, late 19th century, during the Victorian period. And as many of you know, the Victorian period is infamous for men trying to hold their emotions because it wasn't logical, and they did the same thing with their wives. Now you're seeing, now you're, now you're seeing the result of that in the 21st century where all the men is selling everyone's business. But to go back to what I was saying, um, Landecker also illustrated uh, human figures, and most of them were men. So, if you have ever seen a Landecker uh, illustration, and I will spell that name out for you, it's L-E-Y-E-N-D-E-C-K-E-R. Just look it up. Mm. Now, if you see all these illustrations, all of these men are well-dressed. Some of them are half-dressed, especially with those Ivy League uh, role team uniforms. Or army uniforms, they're always robust, muscular, tall, and white. And the thing about it is, uh, he was an illustrator for a clothing company called Arrow. Now, I don't know if anyone knows about that company, but they're famous for their ties and their suits. So, Land Decker was the illustrator for these um, really muscular men. And why am I saying this? Because Land Decker himself was also in the closet and was gay. Mm. He was part of a community of other gay illustrators from New Rochelle, New York, which is a suburb of New York City. And that was pretty much the artist community of the early 1920s. So one of his models by the name of Charles A. Beach, who is a model for most of the men in these aerial advertisements, just happened to be his live-in partner. Ooh. Mm-hmm. All his all his clientele would come to his studio apartment before he moved into a mansion for uh, a private lesson. Well, hold up, private hold up, private <laughs> lessons <laughs> and, and clientele. A private session. Okay. Uh-huh. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, all those all those ads from back in the day when they had illustrators who illustrated these really well dressed, beautiful men. 
Well, ding, 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 they were all gay. So it's because of gay men, you have really effective uh, commercialized illustrations that are able to advertise uh, these wonderful clothes, these three-piece suits that a lot of average men in America were probably going bankrupt to afford so that they can get a woman like that. And there's an occasional women in all these illustrations, too. But the, but the truth of the matter was, masculinity in the early 20th century was an advertisement tool. They wanted to portray the most masculine men that don't even exist, you know, except on paper. Mm-hmm. So that you can <clears throat> buy these clothes, so that you can look just like these men. It's no different from um, how women are portrayed in the Sports Illustrated magazine. So <clears throat> what I'm trying to say is, what what you think about masculinity isn't what you think it is. A lot of artists, whether they were in the closet or not, have contributed contributed to this illusion of what it means to be masculine on a two-dimensional campus. So that's what I was going to ask you. So do you think we as a community, like I'm not talking about the current mm-hmm. community, but do you think we've kind of contributed to okay. that? Oh, yes. And I mean, I didn't even mention about Tom of Finland. Who was inspired by um, Landau. Mm-hmm. How many people in the community know who Tom of Finland <laughs> is? If you know about him, you should know that he is responsible for those, um, let's just say, very interesting, fabulous, fabulous <laughs> illustrations slash comics of leather-clad men. Yeah. Now, this was all part of the same artist like movement exactly. of the early 20th century. But you know, from from the first season of Pose, in that I think the second or third episode where um, Blanca goes to one of the gay bars, and she mm-hmm. notices that she's one of the only. Uh, transgendered people there. Mm-hmm. And that was intentional. So let's not let's not deny that we that our community has contributed to this toxic masculinity too. Yeah. Because yeah. we glorified it as well. We sell it. We as you pointed out, we have sold this masculine ideal for a very long time. Yeah. We have mm-hmm. been so, the creators and commercial entrepreneurs of masculinity yeah, for a very long time. Men. It's actually no. men in general. Men yes. in general, whether you're straight or gay, we are all responsible for this false advertisement of masculinity. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel proud to be a man. You shouldn't feel, you know, proud to have a dingling. You shouldn't, <laughs> you know, you shouldn't feel proud to have sex with a woman. No, you should feel proud to be a guy, but you should also feel comfortable in your own skin while you're being proud. Yeah. And and a real man wouldn't bring other men down by yeah. simply proving how big the dick is or how muscular you are. That that's yeah. not. And just like what you said about our president, yes, he is not a good example of what it means to be a man. Because a real man, whether you are muscular or not, would own up to their mistakes, yeah. would be humble, yeah. and they would be forgiving. Yeah. It's masculinity as we've kind of created it in our culture is about strength and what i feel like people have forgotten in this hyper commercialized era of marble man uh tom of finland uh masculinity is that strength takes many forms Mm -hmm. and also strength is not exclusive to masculinity it is not exclusive to men Mm -hmm. uh strength is something that 
is a is something that comes from within and is and comes out. Strength is just as important in admitting your faults and being able to be vulnerable as it is in punching somebody in the face. Mm. Like there's honestly far more strength in in admitting your faults, in being vulnerable, in 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 speaking your truth than there is in getting in fights, uh, getting in one-upsmanship contests with other men. It's, mm-hmm. it's far, it's far more, it takes far more strength to be vulnerable, to be honest, and to be kind. But what about just, just the general just definition of what a man is, just taking, taking care of business, taking care of your family, having integrity, uh, being there, standing in the gap in your community, uh, you know, just just doing the right thing, you know, being a mentor to uh, younger men and, 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 and young ladies that are coming up. How, how about that? Like, you know, how about it just being a man that's just taking care of responsibility all around? And unfortunately, I feel like that is no longer the definition of masculinity. That's something that femininity has picked up mm. because masculinity has let that fall. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We've let it go. We've we've lost something of masculinity, and mm. femininity has picked that up, and that has become a female trait, yeah. which is sad. It's so sad. Sad. Agreed. All right, guys. Um, we're gonna move on for the for the second time. Cause I know Tyler. He needs to go. I know and Philip too. Um, we're going to we're gonna get back to fake allies here in a minute. But I just want to do some um, kind of like some brief news really quick. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Nicki Minaj has taken a stand. Mm-hmm. Now, she was supposed to be performing over in Saudi Arabia, but she has now withdrawn that performance. So we're going to go to a quick clip really quick, and we're going to come back with the rest of our commentary. All right. Nicki Minaj says she will no longer perform at a concert in Saudi Arabia. In a statement to the Associated Press, she said in part, quote, After better educating myself on the issues, I believe it is important for me to make clear my support for the rights of women, the LGBTQ community, and freedom of expression. Minaj was the headliner at the Jeddah World Fest. It's scheduled for July 18th. Last week, the Human Rights Foundation called upon Minaj and other artists to withdraw from the concert. Saudi Arabia now allows women to drive and attend concerts, but there is still segregation in schools, restaurants, and coffee shops. Big stars like Mariah Carey and David Guetta have played at concerts in Saudi Arabia over the last several months. A break from tradition where police raid venues that play loud music. All right. I just wanted to give a quick background of that. So let me ask you about this. And this is this kind of goes even beyond just the Nicki Minaj situation that we're currently discussing. Do you think now that uh, we're living in a current age where I don't want to say that gay is being gay or being, being LGBT, that's the popular thing to do. Like, do you think now that you have a lot of these uh, mainstream artists and just just people in general, uh, do, do you think kind of like they're taking a stand because it's the hip thing to do? Like, do you, I mean, and, and that kind of leads into the theme of tonight, fake allies. Do you think 
a lot of times when they're making public statements like this, do you think it's because uh, it, they're they're being strategic and thinking about their bottom dollar as far as like garnering like support from the LGBT community, or do you think that a lot of times when they're just doing it because they feel it's the right thing to do? Well, I think they're telling two birds with one stone. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you're just doing this to make money, tell them. I understand that. But at the same time, be sensitive about your fan base. And I think Lady Gaga knew that um, when she when she first uh, reached success. Yeah, she mastered that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I let's let's not forget. Um, it wasn't just her. It was Mad- I think Madonna too. Mm-hmm. Madonna, going back before that. Liza Minnelli, mm-hmm. Judy Garland, all these people. And yes, most of them were women, but but yes, whether or not they were doing it just for you know to keep their fan base intact or for the money, it worked. Do you think that because we we mentioned a, a number of important female figures, many of them gay allies and and gay icons. The question at hand is the fakeness of the allyship. Mm -hmm. How, I mean, ally, to me at least. What's defining? What what defines an ally? Mm -hmm. Is is it enough to, as Nikki did, cancel a show in an area of the world that does not support LGBT rights, does not support women's rights and women's freedoms, um, and is extremely oppressive and fascist, is it enough for her to say, hey, I'm pulling out and these are the reasons why? Um, is that enough as an ally? And what do we expect from our allies? Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of feel that it's up to us to establish those guidelines. It, it's up to us to create um, a, a, what I would call a code of ethics. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be our ally, let's not just make use this sloganism or or just uh, I don't know, just this all this, what's the word I'm looking for? All this oh goodness, the word I'm looking for is kind of like um it's some I don't know. It's it's just like it's it's superficial. It's it's not it's yeah. it's uh I know it's a better word I could use to describe like it, but it's like are are they are they really our allies or is it all a game? Yeah, and I guess a show. Show. Yeah. yeah. Are we um I mean are we expendable? Yeah. Are we the step or are they stepping with us? Are we an accessory? Yeah, and are we, I want to know if, I mean, to answer these questions, I I guess the only way to answer it is, are we going to use the guidelines and the examples of allies in the past to define a positive ally role model? Mm -hmm. Like, should we be calling on people like, you know, harkening back to Liza Minnelli, to um, Judy Garland, to... um, you know, these women of the past who really, uh, the, um, Bette Midler, like these women of the past who have really stood in the gap of the culture war with their LGBT friends and family members. Mm-hmm. Like, are, like, that to me is what the ally is. 
an ally isn't someone who's like, oh yeah, I like gay people. They're pretty cool. Awesome. Like that's a, a general decent human being. Right. Decent human being does not make you an ally. That's true. Like you, we have role models like Judy Garland, like Bette Midler, who actively worked to support LGBT people and the community as a whole in times where it was not easy. These are women who um, worked uh, towards uh, HIV and AIDS research, who donated millions of dollars to, you know, protecting homeless gay youth, people who have really gone to bat for our community. Those are the people that I would say are allies. Like, that is allyship. You have people like Lady Gaga as a more modern example who has given large amounts of money, who has started multiple foundations for LGBT rights and LGBT um, issues. Like, these are the people that are our allies. These are the people who care about us. It's not the uh, corporations that have rainbow logos during Pride. These are not our allies. We talked about that last month. Yeah, we talked that, about that last month during the, the Pride episode. These are not our allies. Because not, cause to me, now that Pride is over, now now Pride is over, let's see where people, like now that, you know, the, the Pride month is officially over, let's see if these people still are talking this this ally stuff throughout mm-hmm. the year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. The corporation I didn't see at the parade? I'm not sure. Did anyone see any of the grocery stores at the parade? No. Or any mentioning? No. Yeah. Did I see any of the grocery store chains mm-hmm. at the Indie Pride? Ooh, I, 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 I feel a hit mm-hmm. of shade, honey. Especially a certain one I used to work for. I had, we didn't do anything for Pride Month. Yeah, so yeah. Here's my thing. Like, you've got, this this is, at least for me, how I differentiate someone who is a true ally or a group that is a a true ally of the gay community versus someone who is using the, let's be real, the social capital that gay people have. We're fucking cool. Yes. We are social influencers. We are cultural icons. We create culture. Minority groups create culture. It's just the way it is. Pretty much in a nutshell, all the disenfranchised people have created the culture that you are a part of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, the difference between it is if you have people who actually stand for our our rights, our life, our health, our well-being, those are allies. People who want to use our iconography, who want to sell things to us, who want us to, you know, use our disposable income for whatever they're trying to sell us, those are not allies. Right. Those are people who have realized that gay people, queer people, our money is just as green as everybody else's. That's all that they, that's all that they've realized. They're not allies. They are capitalists. Yeah. And and then, like you said, that's the key word, capitalism. It's it's the beast. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's the modern day beast that, you know, we're dealing with. And um, capitalism is the name of the game. It's, It's about what's in, what's trendy at the time. 
And unfortunately, I mean, not I mean, right now our our community is is in like years ago, like even five years ago, it, we didn't see all this corporate sponsorship and support mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. at, at um, gay pride. I mean, it's it's just crazy. You know, but we as a community, we have to learn how to tap into them. They they want to play the game. We we, we have to learn how to we have to learn how to uh, peep game and kind of uh, yeah you know benefit from that. Okay, you want to benefit yeah. from that, but because I I just my my fear is like especially with all these corporations taking over pride. Like, is it going to water down our message? Because here's the thing that makes me mad about pride. And I and um especially with all these quote unquote heterosexual people of supporting you. I've seen some people so many people coming to Pride like it's something to do. Like they don't give a damn about what Pride is yeah. for. Right. and and it's a group of them and, and I've seen them on stage but they just getting on there to my oh, we don't care about Pride. I just got Pride in myself and, and, and it's all about me. It's just like they don't care about it. It's a joke to them. Like, they don't realize the, the sacrifices we've had to make and, and how many of us have died just to be who we are yeah. and, and, and just to live our lives. Like, you know, they, they don't care. They don't understand what it's about. And my thing is, I'd rather not even have your support. If you want to come in and just make a mockery out of it, if you want to come and think that it's a joke, I'd rather you not even be there because we don't need your presence. Because we were doing our thing and we've been surviving and we've been we've been sticking together well before these fake allies have came into the picture. You know what I'm saying? So I just I just that's what I just kind of feel about that. You know I don't know how y'all feel about that. What you feel about that? How you feel about that? So we've talked about this before. We have. Yeah. Um, One thing that really comes to mind and it just happened to me around the time of Pride was Taylor Swift and her, what was a new song coming out or a, or a, yeah. a, a tour, uh, a, a big tour date? Uh, yeah, I can just not. It's the, it's the song, the new Taylor Swift song. Uh, yeah. What is it? So, I don't remember what it's called. She was, she was kind of ostracized for saying that you were using a lot of imagery, a lot of queer imagery, LGBT imagery, for your own benefit when or with um, creating the song or, yeah. or, or creating the video. You need to just – There's a lot of backlash. Yeah, it's called you need to calm down. That's it. Yeah. Mm. And, I mean, to her credit, if you want to say this, I mean, yes, she did use a lot of queer iconography. It was very heavy LGBT influence, and she did very purposefully – put that release date during Pride Month. Like, no one is surprised by that. But to her credit, there were a number of queer LGBT people involved, not just with appearing in the the video, but also the production and the making of the video itself. The the choreography was done by Todrick Hall, who is fabulous. Mm -hmm. Uh, The director is... um, works with a number of LGBT and queer people. There were hundreds of queer people who were actually in the video who were all paid to be there. A number of drag queens, um, LGBT personalities were there. So in as much as I don't necessarily think that that's allyship, I mean, at least she was 
paying these gay people. Like yeah. she gave them that money, and they made the they made that coin. Which I'm not gonna fault any gay person for making that coin. Right. Like, like it's it's when we start to get the coin. Like capitalism is something that has been used against us. And like you said earlier, like it's time for us to start like profiting from the cultural. Uh, contributions that our community has been making for mm-hmm. years, for generations, back to like you know the pantomimes in the 1920s, like all the way up through disco and Vogue and you know the modern pop music craze, like hell Hollywood, like we need this. It's time for us to start you know making the profits on that, but like. As far as allyship, no, that's not what that is. Yeah. I think what also describes a good ally is when they um, not take on your pain, but when they um, when they walk with you, mm-hmm. that they know that you have gone through a lot of shit. Yeah. And that they are willing to um, say – you know, I want to say F all them, but F all them. I'm going to walk, I will walk side by side with you from now until the day that we die because it's not all about the good things. It's about the bad things too. Yeah. Yeah. You have to understand their, like our misery, our, um, just the problems that we've had, we've had to endure, uh, no matter how insignificant. Yeah. So that to me describes an an ally, and I know that there's a lot of fake allies out there that like to say that you know they like to go with us during Pride and wear the rainbows and wear all the glitter and be real pretty and pomp and but then yeah after that it's back to their normal make America great selves. No, you he he went there when they are voting for right-wing causes that do us or harm, that do us harm mm-hmm. no matter what, or going to or rather supporting places that do us harm. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't want us to get married? You don't want us to collect benefits from our dead partners? Uh, you don't want us to teach in any schools even though we do qualify as well as other people? Uh, then you're not about that life. No. Yeah. We want people like you know, we want the Elizabeth Taylors who will, you know, hold our hands on an AIDS deathbed. Yeah. We want Princess Diana who walks into an AIDS hospice and gives hugs to AIDS patients who are considered untouchable right. by the rest of the world. These are the allies that we want. Mm-hmm. The allies like Lady Gaga who donated millions of dollars from an entire tour to the LA uh, LGBT youth hostels and, and youth homeless shelters. Like, these are the people who are allies. Right. These are our allies. Mm-hmm. Not these people who, you know, use us to make money. Like, the first time, this is how you can tell, in, in my mind, what, a, what an ally is. When there's money involved and somebody, when a, pers- when a straight person is making money off of a gay person or gay ideas or gay um, gay. Uh, icons or gay symbols or things that we developed that we created that come from our community 
when straight people are making money on it, they're not get, they're they're not getting it. They're yeah, not allies. Exactly. They don't give back. So so in essence, what you're trying to say to summarize this is put your money where your mouth is. Right. Yeah. Put your resources where your mouth is. Put your identity, put your name, name. Put your where name your on mouth it. is. Put your name on it. Exactly. Hashtag, put your name on it. <laughs> put your yeah. name on it. Oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. I got to chime in with something. Mm-hmm. All, the, all the... This is for the Christian community. Mm-hmm. Look, oh, we're going I get it. Today. <laughs> we're sinful people. Yeah, you don't have to keep telling us that every we fucking know. second. We get it. <laughs> we know. We are sinful people. We are going against the scriptures. We are... Going against Christian belief. We do in But where does it say life? in the Bible that that you deny a person's right to to health care if they're suffering from AIDS? No. Now, it mm. makes me so angry that during the first Bush presidency, um, and you know, maybe the late Reagan presidency, that certain interest groups that claim to be Christian Oof. that's right. Certain interest groups that claim to be Christian were the reason why that between those two presidents that they yeah, denied health care health care and medicine and medicinal treatment for people suffering from AIDS. And you have the nerve to sit there and talk about, oh, it's a punishment from God. Well, well let me tell you something about that. Yeah. There's nothing Christian about wishing death on people mm-hmm. that have never done anything to you. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about Oh, well, they deserve it. That's not being a Christian. That's just being a douchebag. Mm-hmm. But, girl, these are the same people. I said, ain't nobody talking about it was a, 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 a curse from God. When you ate all that damn pork, and <laughs> you, you ate all them damn pies and, 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 and cobblers and, and all that fat back and all that stuff in, in, your, in, your, in, your, in your, your toes and your, your feet swollen mm-hmm. up and you got to get amputated. Ain't nobody say that, though. No. I'm, all I'm saying is, I'm just saying, yeah. it's you hypocrisy. It is, and you don't have to agree. We get it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna step on your beliefs because I raised, I was raised in the church, and believe me, I understand that. I'm not trying to infringe on anyone's belief or step on your toes or even want to go against God. But at the same time, you are talking about a group of people that are just trying to live their lives, not doing nothing to nobody. Mm-hmm. But. But the whole thing with the AIDS crisis going on, you should have been praying for those people mm-hmm. and actually trying to help them instead of condemning them to a death that no one deserves. Mm-hmm. But see, that's why a lot of them are dealing with it now. It's, it's crossing. It's not a gay disease now. Not anymore. So now, yeah. what, so, what is, so, so what is your excuse now? Like what? This is this is this is where we start to realize that it's never been it's never been. There's never been any evidence of it being oh a gay disease. There's never any, there's never been it's not a it's not a punishment. God does not send plagues. I'm sorry, he doesn't. Plagues are plagues. And the first time that you have a organization owned by a church, I'm thinking of multiple hospitals in and around the LA and San Francisco areas who have turned gay patients away during the GRID era of the HIV crisis, the mm-hmm. gay-related immunodeficiency disorder. For those mm. of you who don't know, that's the original name for HIV. Those are the same organizations, those are the organizations that pushed us. 
they're the ones who pushed our community because today, for those straight people who are listening, for those of you who might not know, we have created medical uh, organizations to treat ourselves. Mm -hmm. We worked. We did the work. We did the Mm legwork. We raised the money. We made organizations like the Damien Center here in Indianapolis Mm. and a number of them throughout the rest of the country and the world. We created our own. We created our own community. And this is why I feel like it makes me so angry when I see fake allies and people making money off the gay community today is because we've worked hard to do for ourselves for the longest time. And now you want to come at the, at the end, now you want to come when it's, when it's cool to be uh, down with the LGBT and you want to make money off of us, yeah. make money off of our suffering, make money off of the blood of our, our forebears. Hell no. Yeah. A friend of mine was talking the other day that during this whole, um, the whole uh, corporations taking over pride, and I'm, this is not my quote. I'm, uh, he, this is not my quote. I will fully admit that this is not my own. Mm-hmm. But he said that these corporations are walking on a street covered in the blood of Ooh, gay my, men my, my, right. and trans women and, and the people who died for our rights, for our, for our culture, That's for right. our stuff. Mm-hmm. And you have these corporations walking on that street, walking on the blood of these people. That's not okay. No, it's not. They're it's actively, unacceptable. They're actively changing the history. Yeah. Yeah. With that, with the when when uh, the Reagans passed uh, year, a couple of years ago, yeah, a couple of years ago, the the revisionist history that we had during her passing from all of these news groups was hilarious quite frankly talking about how she was the what her and her husband were the first presidents to uh say the word hiv on television yeah <laughs> how long did it take them years later <laughs> well, after we had die-ins and people laying their bodies on the ground on the middle of wall street in new york in the middle of churches in the middle of washington mm-hmm. dc's uh, uh the the national lawn these are people that made that happen. But we haven't mentioned the youngest victim of this. Now, I never knew about this person. But for anyone who's lived in the state of Indiana or has or, or was aware in the in the late nineteen eighties, I never knew this person. His That's name White. was Ryan White. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't know about him until I went to the Children's Museum. And this was about uh I think around twenty fourteen. Yeah. So I went to this one section of the Children's Museum, and it has a section for um, Anne Frank. Um, there was a section for another. It was uh, Ruby Bridges. Mm-hmm. And the last section was for Ryan White. Now, I didn't know who this person was, so I go into the exhibit, and it's, an, it's a replica of this room. And, you know, there was a... And there was a biopic about him. There was a, there was a biopic about him. Now the reason why I'm telling you this is because he, I'm not sure if he's the youngest, but he is to me. He was the youngest person to die of HIV/AIDS. Mm-hmm. And he was a he was a little boy um, who grew up around Kokomo, just far north mm-hmm. of uh, 
Hamilton County, I think Cicero. Mm-hmm. And he got it from a blood transfusion. He was not gay. He was just a little boy mm-hmm. who just was just received bad blood through a transfusion, and yeah. he got the virus. And what did the community do? The first thing they did was they treated him like he was a leper. He wasn't allowed to go to school. He wasn't allowed to talk to any of his friends. They pretty much made him, his mom, his sister, pretty much just outcasts. Now, I understand a lot of people back then did not know about HIV AIDS. I mean, I hate to use the word ignorant, but yes, a lot of people were ignorant about this Horrible stigma. But even so, yeah. They treated this little boy like, oh, he, oh, he's gay. He must have got it from from some gay person. No, mm. he didn't. He got it from a blood transfusion because that is one way that you get HIV is through you know transmission of blood. So that's what made me so mad about it is that while all this was going on, yeah. I mean Ryan White was struggling for his life. And he could have received report, uh, support, but instead he received nothing but uh, but ridicule. Yeah. So I want you all to really pay attention to what's going on yeah. in our society today. Now, we are lucky to have a lot of HIV treatments out there, you know, including PrEP. And, I, and we were just in discussion about um, they made a breakthrough with the vaccine. That's, you know, still in the trial period. Mm-hmm. But I want you to really think about this. Yeah. Now, recently... Uh, I'm not sure if I'm correct, but our administration right now, they tried to defund mm-hmm. uh, HIV AIDS research. The same way they did that mm-hmm. 30 Already years did. ago. Yeah. So it's history repeating itself. Now, what side of history do you want to be a part of? Do you want to be a part of the history that is not going to make the same mistake twice? Or are you going to be the part of history that says, oh, well, they deserved it then, they deserve it now. And my thing is, what I've always found interesting about the Ryan White story, and it's not, honestly, it's not the thing you see in the Children's Museum here in Indianapolis. I mean, you kind of do, but yeah. it's that as much as the straight culture and the straight community here shunned him, he was taken in by the gay community. Like, yeah. he was, mm-hmm. he was loved, he was, you know, he was part of, he was taken in. He wasn't gay, he was just a little boy. He was a little boy that got a bad blood transfusion, but he was taken in by our community because at that time, anyone with HIV was one of us. We knew that pain. We felt that pain. And that was, that was, that was our pain. We bring that in. And what I've always found interesting when it comes to the historical, like, the on the right side of history is people don't care whether they're on the right side of history. Mm-mm. They don't have to look. They, because people don't look. If you look back and you look at the Ryan White story and you see what people did to him, how people treated him, no one on the right side of history is going to say, yeah, it was cool that everyone was, like, ostracized this little boy for no reason other than something that he couldn't help. Mm-hmm. No one is going to like look back on that and say, that's great. That was perfect. That was an awesome idea. Like, no, because people don't look at their history. People don't look at the past. They choose to ignore it so they can continue to be the bigoted people, the narrow minded people that they are. 
so they don't have to change. They don't have to be threatened. Their identity and their worldview don't have to, doesn't have to be weakened by difference and otherness. Wow. I want to get back on something that you said, uh, Philip, mm-hmm. and this ties in again with the whole um, topic of fake allies. Wasn't it? I found it kind of funny that, like you were saying, how um, Trump has defunded, like, you know, uh, a number of age research. Yeah. Yeah, but now, like, yeah. now that the, the, the 2020 elections are coming out, he's talking about, oh, now we're going to work hard to <laughs> eradicate uh, uh, HIV. HIV AIDS. Yeah. So that's what, what I'm saying. Getting back on is opportunist. It's always about trying to be at the right place at the right time to further your agenda. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Being an ally is a full-time commitment. If you weren't yeah. committed to it 30 years ago when it was an issue, you're not committed to it now. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't know about that. I think that, you know, people can change, people can grow, people can learn, but... But Trump? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying, I did not say that. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like... What, you're saying. what we What we need to do as gay people is... Look critically at anyone who says that they are backing our causes, that's saying that they are an ally, that's saying that they want us to succeed. Look at their actions, because it's not about their words. It's not about you know mm-hmm. slapping a rainbow logo on something. It's talk not about cheap. yeah. Talk is cheap. Logos are cheaper. And <laughs> yeah. and honestly, like it's about the actions. We can look at Trump's actions and we can see that he's full of shit. We can see that he has um, attacked our trans brothers and sisters who want to serve in the military. We can see that he has defunded Planned Parenthood and the uh, women's uh, medical facilities that help our both with the women in our community and women in the world in general. I got tested at a Planned Parenthood. I got first, tested at a Planned Parenthood. That was the first place I went to to get tested mm-hmm. for HIV was a Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood will test anyone, by the way. It's not just the women's health facility. They do focus on women's health and, and women's wellness, but they will test anyone for sexual sexually transmitted diseases, and they will test anyone for HIV. And they have one of them. Off of this street, Meridian oh, 38, yeah. just up the street. Yep, yeah. we'll have one on Meridian. Mm-hmm. But what, and defunding HIV research and HIV AIDS uh, treatment is another thing that Trump has done. It's not, it's not a he will, it's not a he might, he has. Mm-hmm. It's something he's already done. Um, this, is the, this is the same money, this is the same research, this is the same funding that helped create PrEP, that helped create many of the uh, drugs that we today used to both fight and prevent HIV. Mm-hmm. Like, he's taken that money away um, and now wants to come back in, in, the, in the lead up to our new elections and say, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna knock out this disease. We're not gonna do anything. The gay community is gonna do things. Yeah. We as a community, we as allies, we as people who care about not only the LGBT community, but care about people, we are going to do that. You're going to keep, you're going to hopefully not be in the White House in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And for some of y'all, gays for Trump, yeah. Oh. Mm, y'all, 
Y'all better think twice about who you're yeah. ally is. Oh, my God. That's yeah. a subject sub- for another time. I know. Yeah. We yeah. will yeah. pray yeah. for these people. And speaking of which, I want to um, jump on this this topic really quick when I'm through the topics in the second hour. Um, now, um, this is going to be kind of like our political section of the show. I want to discuss that. Yeah. Um, every member, this is coming from LGBTQ nation.com. And I'm just going to read part, you know, you know, small part of them. We can discuss it. Um, Every member of Trump's new Human Rights Commission is anti-LGBTQ activist. So uh, I'm just going to read a couple of paragraphs of this because this kind of ties into what we were talking about because, uh, you know, with AIDS research being defunded and, and, you know, our agenda being placed on the back burner, you know, now we have people that are discussing human rights and, um, they're trying to shape the narrative of what that looks like. And unfortunately, these people are anti-LGBTQ, and that's going to impact us. So I'm going to read this, um, so a piece of this article real quick, and we'll uh, move ahead. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has announced a new commission that he, that he said will decide which human rights are more important to the U.S. foreign policy. And he's stacked it with anti-LGBTQ activists. The new commission of inalienable rights will answer the question, answer questions like, what does it mean to say or claim that something is, in fact, a human right? And how do we know or how do we determine whether that claim that this is, that this is a human right? Is it true and therefore ought to be honored? Pompeo said that the commission would conduct, quote, one of the most profound reexaminations of the unalienable rights in the world since the 1948 Universal Declaration of Human Rights. The group will focus, the group will focus, he said, on quote-unquote natural law. Now, natural law is a philosophical thought that says that certain things, I mean, certain rights are inherent to being human, usually endowed by God, insisting that universal moral truths can be arrived at by examining religious texts or an imagined, quote-unquote, state of nature. Natural law as a concept is often used by the right to argue against women and LGBTQ rights. Um, Let me go further down here really quick. Senator Robert, oh my goodness, I lost my spot. That's fine. That's enough right there. So that is very problematic. Like we have people that are going to be determining what is human rights. And they can look like, you know, they can, this could really set us back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So how, how do you feel about that, Jonathan? I think it's terrible. But this is exactly what um, the conservatives were going to do. And um, I guess my issue is with a lot of the LGBT who actually voted for Trump and who voted for um, Republicans who were anti-LGBT. What is it that Hillary Clinton did wrong in your eyes? Because Hillary was going to advance our cause. 
causes, not set them back 50 years like what like what the Trump administration is doing now. So I I just I, my my mind just turns to mush when I hear anything being stated by the Trump administration that tries to quote unquote advance our our agenda when when clearly it doesn't. But my issue is the people who voted for this man who said that oh he's not going to like he he will he will take our community um, and enhance yeah. it. Like yeah. I don't want to say this. Yeah. He won't. I, I heard that popular refrain anytime I talked to any Trumps for or Twinks for Trump or What's stupid. Trump? Yeah. What's the refrain again? This whole idea that he wouldn't, he's not going to um, roll back our rights. <laughs> Like, we worked hard for those. He can't do that. I mean... He's president. He's he's done it. Like, you you said it couldn't happen. You said it wasn't possible. This whole, oh, no, it won't happen. He's not going to do it. He can't. He won't. Rule number one as a voter, don't assume that things last forever. Yeah, he has. And I feel like people have gotten, especially people of our generation and, and younger, have gotten this in their idea, this idea in their head that, you know, gay rights are, are just here because they are right now or were at the time. Like, because we have gay marriage, because we can be out and because, um, you know, we have a few rights that those are just always going to be there. And I... Am frightened by that thought process. And you should be because if if we have black people, if we have to keep fighting for civil rights, then you know damn sure the gay Ooh. community has to keep fighting for theirs. Mm. This mm. is an ongoing battle. Just because yeah. you have rights now doesn't mean they're there forever. The reason why you still have them is because there are a lot of people who are still fighting for them. Yeah. yeah. They're fighting to keep them. Yeah. And that's the thing that people don't understand as voters. Just because you vote someone in office doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be magicians and just magically make laws permanent. Yeah. No. We, that's why we, we have a legislation branch as well as an executive branch and a judicial branch. These things are not meant to last forever as long as you have people who are in favor for them. Yeah. That includes gay rights. That includes civil rights. I mean, hell, the Civil Rights Act of 1964. We had to we had to fight to keep renewing that. And that's, and that's weird. Yeah. Why are we renewing something that should have been permanent? You say, well, yeah. that's a good question. So don't assume that gay rights is the same thing. Yeah. It's going to be permanent. Nothing is permanent in yeah. our government right now. Gay Nothing is given. Gay marriage is not settled law. It was just decided. So this new group of justices. Could reverse um, that decision. Yeah. If Clarence Thomas said that Roe versus Wade was decided incorrectly, whatever's going to the courts now and will end up through to the Supreme Court very soon, um, the same thing can happen with gay marriage too. As long as it's enshrined in the Constitution, that's the only way it's going to stick. Yeah. Anything else can be null and void yeah. and we, repealed. We are always. Civil rights is always on shaky ground. 
It is always something that you are going to have to fight for. You can never, never take your rights for granted. Ever. It's like an immune system. You're going to be battling diseases as long as you are living. Yeah. And the more we allow people who do not have our best interest at heart, who do not have our communities uh, back, as the more we vote for them, the more we vote them in, the more we give them airtime, the more we, we legitimize them, the more they are going to work against us. And the harder those of us who are actually doing the work for our community, the, the harder we're going to have to work. Yes. And these people who are out here with these gays for Trump, twinks for Trump nonsense, like they, the, the more we give them, the harder it's going to make it for the rest of us. I'm talking directly to you all out there, all you gay people who voted for Trump. You've screwed yourself and you've screwed the rest of us. Don't be like Diamond and Silk. No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you fucked yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you fucked yourself. You fucked us. And I'm really hoping that the last three, four years will have taught you something. But I'm afraid that it hasn't. Okay. I've, I, know, I know you. I've seen you. I, I, I know who you are. We could drop names, but we're not going to because we're above that. Yes. But I know who you are. I've talked to you. Mm. And I know that you are not going to change your vote in two years or in a year and a half. And so my message to the rest of you out there who didn't vote or, you know, voted for, you know, voted your conscience for a, a, a third party or whatever, we all need to stand together. You need no politician is perfect, but you need to vote for the ones who will at least try to protect you. Right. Yeah. That's why we're all emphasizing on the word ally. We just yes. said it, we just said it today. This is why allies are important. Mm-hmm. You gotta pay attention to action. The key, that's the key word for this particular episode is because we have to establish who has our best interest in our agenda and, and, and then bringing it off the yeah, circle. Yeah. And, and I just I just I just I just think it's really important for us because like we have to dif- you have to make a you have to distinguish who who's for us and who's who's against us. Because once we know our enemy we know which tactics we can use to circumvent their measures, and we we know who we you know what I'm saying. So we, yeah. we just gotta know we gotta know the game. We we have yeah. to know the game, and we have to get involved. You can't sit back and just have the same group you know small group people speaking right. out and and doing that while you sit back benefit. Like that's just the problem. I see so many people <clears throat> they just they just living for the moment. They all they want to do is party, do drugs. They want to do this, that, the other. Y'all don't even know who your representatives are. You don't know what's going on in the world. And then when you're but in a situation to where you can't get basic rights, you can't get health care, you can't do this, that, and the other, then you're going to be wondering why this has happened. We have to know 
what's going on. We have to be more educated. And I kind of feel like we, we as a community, it's nothing wrong with having fun. Ain't nothing wrong with roasting and gagging. It ain't nothing yeah. wrong with uh, just, you know, being entertained and having a good time. But we have to be educated. We have to. You know, I, I talk about this on my other podcasts. Like, you know, I, you know, it, it, and it's with any group. It's not just the black community. It's not just the LGBT community. You have you had several other groups, and I'm just going to keep it real. I'm sorry. You had a lot of people in the Hispanic community that in all these, some of these, uh, some of these other groups that voted for Trump, and look what's happening to your ass now. So I can't feel sorry mm-hmm. for some of them. I'm sorry, and that's just how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the saying, I said, hold your own nut. If you made that decision, you hold your own nut. I'm not going to feel sorry for somebody that voted for their own demise. So that's why I'm saying you have to not just look at the best interest of your your group, but you have to look at the collective. You know what I'm saying? So it's, you know, I'm just being honest with you, because it's time out for sugarcoating stuff. Like, you know, it's, it's we, we have to. And I we've gotten to a place where I think that people have gotten to a place where they think that, you know, the horrors of the past, the things that happened, like raids on gay bars and arresting Ooh, people for being gay and, 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 you know, arresting people for being a, an ethnic minority. We, we think that that's, those times are gone, Mm-mm. but they're not. Mm-mm. Look at the news. We have we have shot people getting Ooh. shot. We have ICE raiding multiple yeah. cities this weekend. Yeah, like right. yesterday and today, picking people up yeah. off the street. We have trans our trans brothers and sisters are getting shot and killed. Yeah. We have Hispanic people getting picked up off the street and sent to concentration Ooh. camps. We have gay bars that just got raided in Atlanta not too like two weeks ago. Ooh. These are things that, that, yeah, an Atlanta gay bar, downtown gay bar, got raided for a drag show two weeks ago. These are things that are happening today. And we're you not, know these are things that are happening today. today. Remember we were talking to, when we went to Atlanta, mm-hmm. we were talking to um, someone. That That's was, right. It was the bartender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was at the Atlanta Eagle. They are still down there. They are still down there doing that. Yeah. They are still mm-hmm. doing that. The, the police, the Atlanta Police Department, raided a, uh, a bar uh, because their excuse was the bar is a daytime. During the day, the bar is a restaurant, and they did not. They said that they didn't have an entertainment license for drag queens. So it was about- all a technicality because the uh, police had come to the bar on multiple occasions like to uh, arrest yeah. patrons who are coming out of the bar. So another um, stone wall in LA. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's still happening How today, happened? people. It's still happening today. How it, ha- it, it was the last week of Pride Month when this happened. And 50 years. This mm-hmm. is not going away. It's, it's not. not. It's not changing. Mm-hmm. Times have not changed. Things are still happening. We're still having these things happen. So these people who are saying, "Oh, it won't happen. It'll never happen mm-hmm. to me." It won't happen. <laughs> These are. I want to. I want to offer you a a word of advice from the Jewish community. This is a never again situation. Never again. Not ever for anyone. Mm-hmm. These are the words we all need to live by because it's happening. It's happening right now. 
I mean, you're speaking to people, all four of us, we know. We're not just exaggerating. We're not just ranting. We're not just sounding like a bunch of people from the loony bin. This shit is actually happening. And a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, that's just negative talk, and that's lies. And, well, I know the national... You better wake up and smell the damn coffee, girl. But the thing is, do your research. Get educated, as people are saying. This is national news. I mean, they're not going after gays. They're going after everybody that that feels that their opinion is undermining our government. And, and the other, thing, and anyone he, who is other than white, straight, and heterosexual, or white, straight, and male, anyone. And that's what I'm saying. In these times, it's getting worse because now a lot of these other groups are now seeing what we as black had to go through. Yeah. So we're living in a pivotal time where everybody better wake up and everybody better. It, it's, it's this group today, but it could be you tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. While you sit back and, and you sitting up in the cut and you feel so comfortable, oh, shoot, I ain't got nothing to worry about. That ain't my problem. You better believe that it could be you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So that's why we all have to stick together. We all have to fight for one another. It, it, we, we can't just fight for ourselves. We have to fight for other people. And unfortunately, too many of these other groups have sat back and allowed, they have shitted on us. And now they're going through the same thing, you know, and that's what I'm saying. We all have to be on point at this point. We cannot just assume that, okay, it's not me. I don't have to worry about what's going on over here. No, you cannot have that mindset. Mm-hmm. No. no. And furthermore, look, we, we're not trying to say that we're not, we're not thankful to be Americans. We're not thankful to be here. We are proud Americans. Yeah. But what we are not proud of, of what our country is doing. Yeah. We're not proud of what our country has been doing. And that's the thing, you know, my take on 4th of July is that, look, look, I, I can't, I can't celebrate this year, y'all. I can't. Knowing that there are, there are immigrants that are being treated mm. like shit mm. in the, in the, in the, the detainment facilities, especially the children. Mm. And y'all going to be like, well, they should have never crossed the border. Well, they should have never, uh, they should have never broke the rules. Man. Let me tell you something about that. How many gay how many gay people who who from other countries came over here to escape yeah. persecution in their nation? You know in places like Uganda, they're still putting people to death. And during Nazi Germany, if you were gay, you were also put to death. Hell. And so, you know, that no, y'all telling me, oh well, they breaking the rules by coming here, not going through the proper channels. Bitch, let me tell you something. There's not there's not enough time. This year. There's not enough time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, there is not enough time to go through the legal process if your life depends on it. And these people that are coming across the border, say what you want about them being involved with drugs and sex trafficking. But the kind of shit that they go that they got going down in Central America, it's just as bad. And they're just trying to leave. Trying to trying to leave without dying. And What's funny is what people don't tell you, what the news doesn't tell you, what Fox News doesn't tell you, is that the majority of the people who are coming here to the U.S., coming to the border, they're not doing anything illegal. They are coming here seeking asylum. And quite frankly, they're coming here seeking asylum and refuge from things and situations that were created by the U.S. and South America. We created this in the 90s. You'd be doing the same thing if the shoe was on the other foot. Exactly. 
And we created these situations in the 90s. We destabilized, the U.S. government destabilized multiple governments throughout South America during the 90s, during the 80s and the 90s as part of this war on drugs and as part of a, a number of different... Uh, communism. Commun- yeah, uh, yes, a number of different um, things yeah. associated with communism and... and and you know, I'm related to this. I know that there are a lot of people in the United States going to Canada to get some insulin. Yeah. So yeah, you want to talk about you want to talk about crossing the borders and breaking the law and all this shit. Well, let me tell you something. For all you diabetics out there, whether you're Republican or Democrat or not, I know damn well that y'all are sitting over there griping over the insulin prices going up and up and up. And you got people going over to Canada trying to get it for cheap. So crossing the border. It's not limited to just being illegal. For some people, it's a matter of life and death. And y'all need to really wake up. Because and what they're doing right now is not right. And what's, what's to break it down even further, no matter what you feel about the people who are, you know, quote unquote, crossing the border, no matter what you feel about, you know, why and how and, and the legality of it all and, you know, they're criminals or they're not criminals, whatever. That does not, should not, that should not change our morality. Yes. That should not change who we are, Americans. That should not change how we deal with people. That should not change the fact that we shouldn't be putting children in detention camps. That doesn't, that shouldn't change the fact that we shouldn't be treating people like cattle and calling people animals, as our president did just this week. This you know, our morality, our, our moral stance, our, our truth, our righteousness should not be swayed, cannot be swayed by what other people do. We should be moral, we should be righteous, and we should be good because we are moral, righteous, and good, not because of what someone else does. I think that's a good place to cross over. We got a couple more stories, and we're gonna call it a night. Um, I just want to get. I had a yeah. I'm telling you, we you know how it's just how it is on, on this show. We'll, we'll start off with a, a group of topics, and don't tell where we're gonna go. But this is just been wonderful. Now we're gonna get back. We're gonna do a little. Um, I, I mentioned earlier about um, their happy news. Yeah, let's do some. Yeah, let's just talk. Let's do some entertainment. Because uh, we, we kind of touched on the other things Like we, we didn't go into that We kind of mentioned them So I'm going to move on um, Let's get back to the entertainment scene um, On a lighter note Little Nas, has, Little Nas X The, the, uh, the uh, I don't know what you would Would you call him singer a rapper. singer rapper He country has singer. came out He's a country singer now yeah. 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 <laughs> And there's a lot of controversy behind that No, I think, okay, yeah, it, it's not necessarily like, it's not heavy, it's not a heavy topic, but being wow, out is important. For Nashville, that's important. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. For country music, that's important. Let's, let's yeah. put this in context. I want to play this clip. So, yeah, and no, no, no. <laughs> No, we're gonna go to a clip trying to put you know put everything in perspective, and we're gonna come back with the rest of our commentary. Use my time to be free. Lil 
Nas X seemingly announces he's gay on World Pride Day. The Old Town Road rapper tweeted along with the lyric video to a song, Closure, asking fans to listen closely to it. Tweeting in part, some of y'all already know, some of y'all don't care. Some of y'all not gonna fuck with me no more. But before this month ends, I want y'all to listen closely to Closure. He capped it off with three emojis including a rainbow. If there were any doubts about the meaning behind his tweet, the rapper seems to have cleared them up for us. Tweeting again, Deadass thought I made it obvious, along with his album artwork, which features a rainbow he zoomed in on. The news comes on the last day of Pride Month, and fans are, of course, fanning Lil Nas. One Twitter user wrote, LGBT King, we love and support you no matter what. While another called the 20-year-old rapper Brave. a big month for the rapper who delivered a show-stopping performance at the BET Awards alongside Billy Ray Cyrus singing their smash hit Old Town Road. That was the most amazing thing I've ever experienced in my life. Can't nobody tell me <laughs> Alright, we are back. So how do you guys feel about that? I, I really think and, and Philip and, and I, I feel what Philip's saying, but I, to me, I feel like it's it's a major thing too because so many times we hear about the rumors, like mm-hmm. about all the and that's what we were talking about earlier, all the download activity, all the fraudulent activity in the hip hop yeah. thing. Lisi came out, and maybe this is this will be used as a thing to help others. Because there's always someone that's at the forefront, there's someone that, that's going to take the lead. Many people will follow. Mm-hmm. So I, I just know how the music industry is. You know, you don't really hear of gay rappers, like openly no. gay rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, or you'll hear like rumors, yeah. or like they'll 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 say something that makes you think maybe. But if you hear about the Illuminati, I ain't getting this now. <laughs> Like, you would have never been anybody. Yeah. Like, you see them I'm going to take this test. <laughs> I'm going to take this test. 
I'm going you need to stop till I can. Yeah. No more. You need to stop <laughs> right now. <laughs> but he 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 had already been in a lot of controversy anyways because there were a lot of people that didn't they they didn't even like the fact that he was crossing over yeah. to the the country music side and how his <laughs> song was on the charts. So yeah. Beyonce did it, and another uh, actually there's there's a black country singer uh, woman I'm not sure, but she. Oh, let's, something at the, let's, let's not go to her. Oh, let's not go to her. She's a, okay. Then never mind her. She's, but she's also quite famous for her dresses that but, she but wears. But Okay, remember Ooh. the thing that the, the Beyonce and the Dixie Chicks did? Yeah. Okay. I mean, remember remember okay. what Beyonce did with the Dixie Chicks? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't think that there should have been a like uproar about it. There was that whole thing about like he had a deal with Roper with Roper jeans or Levi jeans. It was Levi. Was it Levi? I don't know. No, 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 wait, 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 no. It was. Uh, it wasn't Levi. It was, it was something it was else like Levi? that though. No. no, it was like was it a boot? Was it a boot thing? It was, How a, was, it? It was a jeans company. I can't remember. I thought it was Roper. Was it not Roper? I don't know. Whatever. Some cowboy jeans. Like, he got to deal with them, and people were upset and in their feelings about the fact that a rapper had a, like, cowboy jean deal. Like, get over yourself. Like, the man made a country song. Let me ask you this, because, uh, and and let's just keep it real. Do you you think that there was, uh, do you think there was a racial element behind the visit? Oh, hell yeah. Because, I mean, no you doubt. see so many other people that, and I hate using the word cultural appropriation because we hear it all the time, but, like, there's people that always cross over into hip-hop, and that's never been an issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So why is it, why can't we uh, cross mm-hmm. over into other genres? Why, and, why does it have to be an issue where a certain person can't cross over or And a number of people have done it. Like, you know, Taylor Swift crossed from country to pop, and mm-hmm. you have... Miley Cyrus did the same thing, country to pop. And I mean, like, Jason, Jason Al- exactly, Jason Aldean has done it. And you have a number of people who genre cross, if you will. Lady Gaga did pop to country for, yeah. jo- uh, for the Joanne album, hashtag Joanna era. And like, no one said anything, no one made a deal. It didn't become like headline news with people up in arms and burning their jeans or whatever until a black rapper crossed from rap to country. And, and he was ex- successful doing it. Yeah, and he did, he, okay, let's be real, his his song is topping charts. Like, he's he's going places with his song. As much as I'm not a fan, like... I, I don't care for it, but I'm a, I'm a <laughs> I don't like him. country music. But I, but I can still give him his props. He's he, a young man doing positive. He's not out here doing wrong in the street, and now exactly. he's trying to... He's doing it. his music. He's yeah. doing his craft. Yeah. So I, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't well, knock him for that. Yes. We don't have time for Nipsey Hussle no, tonight. No, not today. We do not have time for that. We got nine minutes. We got ten minutes. We got ten minutes. We're not going to do that. You bring up things that you know we can't talk about because yeah. we don't have the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. We got less than um, nine minutes left. We're going to wrap up the show, but I want to kind of end the show with some good news um, about those who are living with HIV. There is a potential light at the end of the tunnel. Um, (laughs) There is a new vaccine for HIV that would work worldwide in in expanding um, human testing to America. So currently there are 
3,800 men that are classified men who have sex with men that will receive the initial the initial regimen shots here in America. So um, I wanted to get into this really quick. I think currently they're working on um, a trial in uh, in in Europe. I heard about that they were doing ones largely with men who have sex with men um, uh, for money, often um, who uh, obviously have a higher uh, risk and therefore a higher like probability yeah. of, of HIV contraction. Um, but apparently this article is saying that they are also doing a similar one in uh, – a similar trial is ongoing in Africa with phase two starting soon. Yeah, so that's, that's really good news. Like um, – because I know we, we've talked about um, polls, which we're going to get into that on the last the last couple of minutes, but how that this disease has caused so much just devastation globally. And it's yeah. just good to see that now we're starting to get this uh, disease under wraps. Yeah. It's, it's no longer a disease, it's a condition. And yeah. I kind of feel that uh, we still got a lot of work to do. Obviously, we yeah, have yeah. a lot of work to do. Um, we still have a lot of educating education that we need to to uh, stigma stigma. So I, I just want to um, to bring that story up. But um, let's wrap the, the show up talking about polls. I really wanted to get in get on this earlier because <laughs> we were just talking about trans women and um, <sighs> we were talking about how we still have a long ways to go as far as our rights. Because we still have trans women that are still being murdered. Yeah. Um, oh, hold on, hold on. Spoiler alert for y'all. Y'all, yeah. this is the time where we're talking about spoilers. If you don't want spoilers for the current episode of Pose, please Child, leave and then come back and watch our analysis. The <laughs> show coming on Tuesday. They ain't watched it by now. I mean, S O L. Spoilers are forthcoming. Ten, oh. nine, so. Eight. We are, the, the current episode discussed um, the ongoing uh, issue of um, our trans sisters being murdered and being killed um, using the character of Miss Candy to um, kind of bring that idea forward into, a, a, into the show. Mm-hmm. And we were talking earlier about the similarities between that uh, before the show. We were talking about the similarities between um, the Pose episode and storyline with uh, Candy and uh, the real life tragedy that occurred during the filming of the um, movie Paris is Burning mm-hmm. um, with a, uh, a trans woman being murdered and by a John and being found um, under a bed in a hotel room and um, the kind of differences of how that was handled in the show versus, versus the um, documentary way back in the eighties and nineties and how that was handled in my mind better in the show than it was back then. And I think that largely has to do with, um, the producers and Janet Mock in particular, who mm-hmm. wrote the episode um, where Candy passes, wrote and directed it actually, where Candy passes, being a trans woman herself, um, speaking to the real life 
reality for our trans brothers and sisters, as opposed to making it a tragedy porn thing. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Tyler, in your opinion, and I'm going to throw this in here because it's something I wanted to talk to, but it would be a good way to kind of tie this up and end the show. Since we see the severity of this, this problem, do you think it's more effective and more appropriate for, um, actual transgender actors versus cis actors to um, to play these roles? Do you believe that we have an obligation to yeah. to tell our stories? I don't think anybody can tell our stories like we can. That's no. right. And, and I, just, I just kind of feel that any, and that just goes even beyond our community. I just kind of feel like you need someone that is, can closely mirror that yeah, that character that you know what I'm saying. I just kind of feel that. You I know? feel like it's not just the actors and the actresses that are are working for it, which is amazing. And I think that there should be more queer actors playing actual queer characters yeah. and actually reflecting their own real life truths through the characters they're playing. But I honestly think that it's more to do with the people behind the camera, the people behind the scenes. Uh, Our Lady J, Janet Mock. Um, these people who are behind the camera on pose, who are doing the writing and doing the storytelling, the directing, who are actively working to tell their own stories mm-hmm. and to tell their stories and the stories of the people in our community and their community mm-hmm. in an authentic way that isn't exploitative and isn't demeaning to the real life people who are experiencing experiencing this. Like we saw it quite a bit in, in last season of Pose um, with the HIV epidemic and the, the storyline surrounding that that even comes into this season with um, Blanca and Pretel. Mm-hmm. But like actually telling the, these stories that are real and that really affected real people and telling them in a way that's not exploitative or used to make some straight actor a lot of money and right. rewards and accolades. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I just want to wrap up the um, story, I mean, the show with that. And, and I'm going to give a shout out to star Haley Bailey, who is um, being casted as the Little Mermaid. I really did. So I really want to just, just want to uh, send a shout out to her. I didn't, we didn't really have time to get into that, but I just want to send. Um, kudos to her because I know she's been going through a lot, yeah. um, a lot of pushback from that. But it's good to see that yeah. um, we're living in a time where uh, that we can uh, have versatility, yeah, in um, Hollywood. So I just want to give a shout out to her. Um, before we leave, I want to let you guys know we are on iTunes, Spotify, um, we're on TuneIn Radio, and we're on Google Play. So make sure you guys upload. The, these episodes, play them back, spread the word. We're also on Blog yeah. Talk Radio. You can go there and download these episodes for free. Yep. Um, check out our YouTube channel. We have we do all our materials as well at um, www.youtube.com slash UCOSW or you can just type in the Urban Wire Media Network and all of our videos will um, pull up, you know, but anybody have any last minute things to say before we get off here? Get a little, yeah. Uh, yeah. Make it quick. You got 40 seconds. Be careful who you call your ally. Yes. Gay community. 
yes, be critical of the people who call themselves allies. Educate yourselves on the LGBT people who go on Fox News and uh, denigrate their community. Yeah. All right, that sounds good. Oh, we will not be back next Monday, but we'll be back next Sunday. So until next time, everybody loves each, love one another. Um, and just, I don't know, just. Build love. Yeah. Build the community with love.
that they can't do that. She was my favorite character.
So I lost all those tags, all the people that I tagged. Oh. So I'm going to have to go back and tag Yeah, I seen that. Came out of the closet. Well, I don't know if he came out of the closet, but he, he just he, we're not pulling all the facts. I see some of y'all in the comments over there. It's like I get it, I get it. Like there are plenty of pansexual and bisexual men who are open and honest with their female partners about their sexuality and that.
We'll show you how you can do some simple fitting YouTube fit, select your profile picture, then choose YouTube Studio Beta. In the side menu, click the Videos tab. Now click the video you'd like to make changes to. From here, select
Well, I see you made some beautiful artwork on the toilet. <laughs> I'm trying to let that um... Oh, it's gone by now Other people in his family Because he's out here doing the most He's what, he, he's what I call a clout Him in one of
www.youtube.com slash UCOFW. Or you can just type in the Urban Wire Media Network and all of our videos will uh, pull up, you know. But anybody have any last minute things to say before we get off here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Make it quick. You got four seconds. Be careful when you call your allies. Yes. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Be critical of the people who call themselves allies. Educate yourselves on the LGBT people who go on Fox News and uh, do the great community. Yeah. All right, that sounds good. Well, we will not be back next Sunday, but we'll be back the following Sunday. So until next time, everybody loves you, love one another, um, and just, oh no, just. So love, no the community but love. No,
Our media network and all of our videos will uh, pull up, you know. But anybody have any last minute things to say before we get off here? So look, yeah. Uh, yeah. Make it quick. You got 40 seconds. Be careful who you call your ally. Yes. Okay. Yes. Be critical of the people who call themselves allies. Educate yourselves on the LGBT people who go on Fox News and that's in the great community. Yeah. All right, that sounds good. 
are bad with eight. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.